my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Foltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, we actually have a special guest this week. So we have producer Glenn Davis. It is our Patreon pick. So welcome to the show, Glenn. Hi, you okay? See you, mate. <laughs> super. Cheers. Now, Glenn, you are a bit of a film buff, I, from what I can tell on Twitter. You're a bit of a Twitter legend there. And I, I was intrigued to see you calling out our Chris there on uh, his views on weird science the other week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just speaking to Chris about that. I, I love weird science, but... I think with the 80s movies, I really do think if you didn't watch them in the 80s, that you just don't like, you just don't tend to like them as much. Because like my brother watched Goonies for the first time, me and my little brother, my wife's little brother, and he wasn't fussed on it. But the Goonies is, is like one of the greatest movies ever made. So you must no. have to just grow up with them to appreciate them. Glenn, I think so, yeah. We could be in trouble here because I've never seen the Goonies and Dave keeps threatening. I've seen little bits of it. <laughs> I know what's going to come when I watch. But you're right. I've, I've said this to Dave and when we've done the podcast. If you've never seen these movies and you watch them for the first time, you're like, holy shit. My daughter coming the other day, Glenn, and I said this to Dave on one of the shows. We're watching Superman 2 at my brother's house and we're all there. Me and my brother <laughs> love that show. And we always laugh about Christopher Reeve's sweat patch at the end when he picks General Zod up. And my daughter's there, and she's 19, and my nephew's 10. And, and my daughter went, what the hell is these graphics, Dad? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, how dare you? It's my greatest superhero movie. So I get it. And then my nephew's like, this is rubbish. This guy's not Superman. He's just got some, like, fancy dress outfit on. But you, you just get that. It, 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 unfortunately for us, or for me, Superman 2's age great. You know, brilliantly. I love it. But for a lot of people, it's like, this is terrible. Especially the fighting's awful. I know that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got 10 years on my wife, so a lot of the classics she hasn't probably watched either, so I struggle to get her to watch them. My kids tend to like them because I make sure that you get brought up properly on the right films, on the 80s films. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good, good parenting. With weird science, though, I mean, you've got Wyatt. I mean, what is he supposed to be like? 14, 15, snogging Kelly LeBrock? And obviously, if you're watching it as a kid, as a teenager back in the 80s, you're like, yes, get in there. But when you're watching it as an, an adult and a parent, you're like, oh, that's a bit fucking wrong, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, think, I think morals went out the window in the 80s and stuff, didn't they? It's just you wouldn't get away with any of it now. No, there's, there's a few things in today's movie, actually, which I'm really going to love to talk about. So, Glenn, what have you picked as our Patreon today? I have picked the, the now cult classic. It was panned by critics and stuff like that, but uh, it's called The Last Dragon, martial arts film. Classic. Now, now I have never seen it. I've seen the VHS cover loads of times, and I said it to you before we recorded. I've seen it, and I just never picked it up. I don't know why, because you know I love martial arts stuff, so I have no thing. Have you got any recollection of this one, Dave? Uh, not for me. I, uh, You know, with the name of it, it seems odd that I haven't seen it. And I guess, you know, I, I sort of, the name implies it is one of those Hong Kong cinema sort of movies. Um, so when it gets about, well, five minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck's this? Is this, is this a martial arts movie? Is it a fucking music video or what the fuck is it so no i i've not seen it either but i mean glenn what about yourself did you watch it at the time uh, i haven't seen it since I, I watched it recently but i haven't seen it since i was probably 16 maybe 17 years old as my brother put it on and we used to have a laugh about him catching the bullet in his teeth and stuff like that so, <laughs> oh my we are good <laughs> There's loads of old 80s movies that we used to just put on for a laugh, maybe, brother. Like, Remo's another one I want you to review at some point, which is another awful film, but you've got to watch it. Yeah. Great, honestly. 
yeah, I agree. Honestly, and like, you know, as we record this, The Last Samurai is about to release. Glenn, you've not seen it. You have got to watch that. Uh, Samurai Cops are in The Last Samurai. Samurai Cop, you've got to watch it. It's the ultimate shit show of a movie, but just fantastic. It's just, oh my God. It is. It is. I'll watch it. I, I have watched it again, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely uh, one that I'll be watching again soon, I tell you. It's, it's, it's that that bad. No, and the good thing is, Glenn, you know, I usually stitch Dave up with these martial arts movies, but I, th- I have a feeling you stitched us both up today because <laughs> this, I cannot wait to talk about this. This is amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, so, I stitched you, you, stitch you up with Jim Carr as well, so... Oh God! Yeah, you know, you know yeah, what? Though, really, you've got you've got to say though the product placement of them holes, the bars, and everything in the middle of that that ruined town that he's in <laughs> is amazing. It is just brilliant. Yeah. That 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 flip he does with the woman when he's trying to impress her in the apartment that is just unbelievable. He'd have been lost without that pommel horse in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody handy. Now, Glenn, you say you're watching like the '80s movies for a bit of a laugh. Going back to when you first watched it, I mean, what what were your thoughts on it? Did you think, "Oh, this is brilliant," this or? Oh yeah, I, just... I loved it. I loved it at the time. I mean, I loved this. I loved Remo at the time. They're just some of them just aren't so rewatchable unless it's it's for comedic purposes. Iron Eagle was one of my favourite movies ever as a kid, but I rewatched that in the last sort of ten years, and it's just awful. Caught <laughs> up in the moment, aren't you? So. It is weird. I mean, we we slated Ghostbusters, didn't we? We had a bit of stick from uh, from that because it's still a lot of people's favourite movie. Yeah, but uh, some of them just don't hold up whatsoever. No, Peter Bankman's just the sex pest, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Have you listened to the movie drone episode on uh, You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks, where he's outed as like a borderline psychopath? Oh, I think that was us. That was us. That was us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't rewatched really it, but thinking about it, it was terrible what he was doing. Like, <laughs> it, it was. It was good though, Glenn, because it was a, a movie that I think Dave wasn't expecting. I think Dave was thinking that we were going to be like. Oh my god! And I love a rom com. And then when we watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, Tom Hanks is just a fucking narcissistical psycho, you know, absolutely <laughs> manipulating that poor girl for all he's worth." But yeah, I love that uh, movie because it was just stupid. You have to I must put that movie drone but out there. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're we're fans of the movie drone as well, and uh, hopefully it might appear on there in the next few months. So let's yeah. let's see. Hopefully that'll. That'll happen. Now, guys, should we get into the trailer? Let's go. From Motown man, Harry Gordy, the movie that mixes the hottest music with the coolest moves around. Come and go. 
Masked Dragon, he's got it all. Now we start off and we meet Bruce Leroy, as he's affectionately known, and he's been taught by his martial arts uh, teacher. He's a big fan of Bruce Lee, and there's a lot of Bruce Lee running throughout this. And his teacher tells him he's basically taught him all that he can, uh, but he needs to go off and he needs to get this, this final lesson so he can uh, exhibit the glow over his entire body. And we then get to a cinema, which I'm sure we saw the same cinema in Scream 2. <laughs> we get to meet one of the antagonists of the piece, uh, Shonuff, um, in possibly the worst screening uh, I've ever seen. Now, Glenn, what do you make to the opening of this movie? How cool is Shonuff as a body, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took, him, it took him a couple of hours, didn't it? <laughs> That's classic. That, yeah. I mean, Glenn, come on, show enough for me is a cheap old Eddie Murphy wannabe, isn't he? But he, he's just—he's wearing a wrestling like Legion of Doom, strong American football shoulder pads, and that's all. It's, it's like they've all come off the set of the Warriors. They've all got like these random outfits on, aren't they? Like they're all part of different gangs. It's just. Bizarre. I wasn't expecting this, Clint, at all. I thought this was going to be an absolute, you know, just a pure martial arts special. And when it started, I was like, holy shit, what is this? This is just like a mashup of all sorts of different movies. Well, his outfit looks like the one Eddie Murphy wears in his Delirious comedy yes. video, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah. yeah, the red uh, leather outfit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you, I Dave? Thought, I thought I was watching something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. I was like... What the fuck is this? And and I just couldn't work out because going into it, I thought it was going to be serious. I mean, you look at the the cover, and it looks like a serious movie, doesn't it? But yeah. I think I couldn't quite figure out if it was a martial arts movie, a comedy, or like a love story or a music video. Like say, and I was just utterly confused by it. And definitely at the start, when um, you know when we meet Bruce Leroy. It's as if it's as if he's like five years old or something. You know how he's how he's acting, and I believe the guy, you know, hadn't done much acting before this, uh, Timac, and he learned as he went along on this movie. But he's playing it as if he's Mork from Ork or something, you know. And he's just he's just literally being born. And I was just I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I think I think as well though. What what's weird is like it's the fact he's got the whole Japanese outfit on and the hat and everything. And I thought we we're in Japan at the start, and the next minute he's going down fucking Queens and Harlem, and I was like, oh no, he's <laughs> going to get battered. It was just like that. I mean, Glenn, what what do you make of the outfit and the whole that thing? Because I thought he was legendary. Yeah, he seems to be like completely and utterly obsessed with China, doesn't he? Despite living. In the, in the middle of the Bronx or wherever he lives, it's just there's there's some sort of uh, something about the synopsis where he's sort of that into China that he eats his popcorn and chopsticks or something. It's mentioned in the film that he's obsessed with, with China and the Orient. Oh, it's it's amazing, and I think as well, what's what's really bizarre is that. You're sort of thinking, well, it's going to be a pure martial arts thing. But then we have all this, like, fucking flash dance music going on. We've got the love story. There's more time spent on this in the musical side of it, which I believe they went over budget with slightly. But it, there's just proper music videos in it, and I was not expecting that at all. It's like, because of his lack of acting, and they don't use a lot of his martial arts stuff, because they said they had to cut the budget by $2 million, didn't they, before, just before it was being made. He had to literally rewrite all the action stuff that he, like Tamak, was going to be front and centre. So all this this move, this dancing stuff was just, it's like watching someone off MTV from the 80s. I was completely blown away. And and he says it's a comedy and I'm like, I the only thing I'm laughing at is the acting, not any of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It made money though, didn't it? I mean, the, the budget was like ten million, and it made thirty-three at the box office. And and as Glenn said, you know, it's a bit of a cult hit now, isn't it? So, I, I must admit, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, I don't get it. I, and again, because I've got no nostalgia with it, 
and and look, the bar is pretty low after watching Samurai Cop, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. not as if we're, we're watching all the best movies, but I just, I think I just didn't know mentally where to place this movie because, like you say, there seemed to be like almost whole music videos in there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just bizarre. I mean, I mean, what do you think of all the music stuff in it, Glenn? Because it really is completely separate to what what I thought it was going to be about. I thought the same as you. It's very MTV-ish. It's sort of, especially as they were starting out back then as well. I mean, Vanity's beautiful. She's a good-looking lady. I definitely remember that from when I was younger as well. Yeah. Yep, yep. I definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I, I tell you what, though. You know what you say about, ta- is it Tamak or Tamak, the, the lead actor? He He's... He's not great, but I tell you who's worse. Is it Faith Prince? Is she is she the, the the lead lady, the one who's his love interest? Um, she's is terrible in it. Her acting, he's, her singing is brilliant because she's actually a, a well known Broadway actress as well and, and singer and stuff. But her, her, which thought, one do you mean? So so Vanity's like Bruce Leroy's love interest, isn't she? Is that a Vanity? Sorry, Vanity. Sorry, yeah. Vanity. So 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 Prince sort of renamed her. He basically, he met her and, and said she was the female of, equivalent of him. So he sort of renamed her Vanity. Oh, my God. I didn't realise that was her, <laughs> but yeah. She's an established singer, but her acting is goddamn awful. It is terrible. The, 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 the way I she's trying to... Sorry, Glenn. Yeah, I don't think she was putting it her acting. Or she was no. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't notice. I don't know what you mean, Glenn. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. I, I, I agree. I, I think what I love, though, is when they go into the cinema and Shonuff and his boys and girls come in, it was like what we did the review of Scream 2 the other week. It's like the cinema from Scream 2 was put back in there because these people were just getting an absolute hard-on for anything that was going on in that cinema. And then what I don't understand is Bruce Leroy is this mythical figure that everyone's going on about, as if, like, the whole of New York stands still for Bruce Leroy, but he doesn't do anything, does he? He's just wandering around. Oh, come on now. He eats his popcorn with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do much because his legend precedes him, obviously. He's just this, this superhero in New York by the sounds of it. But I tell you, where I was utterly perplexed by it is when... <laughs> You know, it's bad enough anyway. You've got this Scream 2 setting where everyone's being utter bellends and, you know, you, you're trying to watch a bit of Enter the Dragon there. And um, and then you get that woman just plunks a fucking ghetto blaster right down in the middle of the aisle and starts doing the old fucking body popping and stuff. And I'm like, what is fucking going on here? <laughs> <laughs> The little kid, though, the little kid gets pulled out, doesn't he, as well? He's sat there, and he gets fucking picked up by showing up and that. But it's just like, <laughs> what is going on here? Well, I, again, I, I, I didn't realise, when I started watching this, I didn't realise it was going to be a bit of a comedy. So I wish that from the start, I knew it was going to play up the comedy, and I think I'd have mentally been a bit kinder to it. Because when... When the one guy jumps up and you've got the ghetto blaster there, the people pissing about and that, and it mimics Bruce Lee jumping on that bloke's chest in Enter the Dragon, and yeah. he's doing the yeah. same on the ghetto blaster as well. I thought, I don't know if it was played for comedy. It wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it just was interesting to see, you know, those two things side by side. Yeah, and any proper fans would obviously have known that was Bruce Lee and like a, a thing to Bruce Lee as well, because I knew what it was for, like it was a homage to him, so. Yeah, yeah, it was. There's loads of clips in, in there, isn't there, of Enter the Dragon. I mean, you get a bit later with Bolo in there as well. Fist of Fury, you get that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the big boss was on there. Uh, they didn't show Game of Death, but the big boss was definitely on there, I'm sure it was. But I, I'm, I'm amazed, though, when he's watching it, because... Like Bruce Leroy gets an absolute fucking lob on for anything from Bruce Lee's on the screen. He's like doing the whole, oh, and he's doing yeah. all, all the, the, the mimicking all the movements. And, and I think what's interesting is when they go to Bruce Leroy's dojo and he's doing his training, and that's shown us like kiss my boots. And I'm thinking he wouldn't kiss his boots. And that guy he goes, <laughs> comes out and goes, what's this? And he's going, I don't know how to fight, but, and he's going, what? He's just like he's got all the noises, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was fucking. 
it was bizarre all that scene because yeah, because Bruce Leroy gets a proper shoe in, doesn't he? Is that your impression for this week, Chris? You Bruce Leroy? <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We've just done a promo for our comics emotion, and me and Dave, Dave does Bane, and I do Batman, and it does go off at times, mate. But yeah, my my impressions are terrible, Dave. Go on, Dave. Do the Christopher Lambert one. The Christopher Lambert one is oh. legendary. Under pressure now, Dave. Yeah, I tried to do that Bane one with a glass yesterday. I'm, I'm <laughs> shit. I'm shit with it, Glenn. You can tell. It's here, isn't it? No, we'll do. We'll do a uh, a VHS a VHS <laughs> promo, and I just need to write it so I can get in there. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I loved Christopher Lambert one, honestly. I did like that one Christopher Lambert. <laughs> it's his best work, Glenn. And you know he's been practicing. You know he said he hasn't. He has well been practicing. Dave's impressions are really good, to be uh, no, fair. It's just, it's just there's something about the Lambert one that just suits my voice. But, yeah. I mean, what, what do you guys reckon to um, a video arcade mogul, so Eddie Arcadian? Because, again, I, I couldn't work this out. When it went to them... And you've got the uh, his his missus, his his girlfriend, who's a bit of a Latoya kind of thing, or uh, oh, what's her name, Cindy Lauper. That's her Faith Prince. I, I got the name wrong. Sorry. Yeah, she she's the Cindy Lauper. Her real name's Faith Prince, but she was a big actress on Broadway, Dave. Right. Like and we got this whiskey, whole yeah. music video, like Dirty Boy or something like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? But what what do you guys make of the whole villain? Yeah, because, I mean, Shona's just a side dish, isn't he? I think this Eddie Arcadia uh, is supposed to be the main villain, I think. Well, me personally, I mean, I, I was a doorman for 20 years. He's probably the least scariest individual I've ever seen in my life. It's certainly, like, any sort of intimidation from him, you'd just laugh off. I didn't get, like, he was the worst cat fatty ever, I think. <laughs> I think he's so glid as well. He's, he's later on, I can't work out. He's when they go to see Shonoff, he's got a wig on. And I don't understand what context that wig's on. And, the, and his partner's got his hair slicked back like a teddy boy. Um, yeah, the, the, what was he out of the guy, by the way? He's, he's bigger sidekick because he's been in a few things. I'm sure he's he was in Steven Dumb and Dumber, C- wasn't he? Dumb and Dumber. I'm sure Steven Seagal gives him a kicking, you know, in one of his movies as oh, well. Oh, really? But, yeah, I, but I, I can't remember what else he's been in. He's been in some Yes, he does. Well. In, uh, I know what you mean now. He was in Fire Down Below. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he gives him a kicking in the bar, doesn't he? Um, yeah, because yeah. Native Indian. Native Indian, yeah. I knew he was out of that. He's going to have a few things, but I'm with you, uh, Glenn. It's like, oh, this guy was just ridiculous. And I did love the fact that, um, what's the character, Angela? She says to him later on, you're just a midget. <laughs> you're just a midget. And she's having a pop at him. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's bizarre because apparently there's no deleted scenes because they had to do the rewrites when they lost two million budget. And a lot of the budget went on her set, you know, the, the, sink, the vanity set on the, 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 the programme. Because Diana oh, Ross right, apparently yeah. visited, didn't she, and said she wanted it for some tour. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I read that. Um, but yeah, it all went on that. So they had to then take stuff out. So apparently there is no deleted scenes because they just couldn't afford there to be, which is unbelievable. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I want to talk about, guys. And obviously we've all got kids and stuff. Is the little lad who thinks he's got a chance with, she's called Laura Vanity, and he's mad at Bruce Leroy and he's calling her his woman and I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking, hang on, if she gives you a kiss, this is even worse than weird science, pal. It's about 10. And he's he's got annoying. fucking confidence, the lad, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice pair of Adidas superstars on. I'll give him that. They've got good trainers on. But yeah, he was, it was weird, that. That was a proper weird angle, and he was proper annoyed with Bruce Leroy. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I did think that was a bit odd that this 10-year-old boy was infatuated. And, yeah. <laughs> Get off my woman. Get off my woman. <laughs> he, he is a bit more streetwise, though, isn't he? I mean, he, this is why it's sort of unbelievable to me that Bruce Leroy is so you know, grasshopper-like, you know, he's just like he's just been in China for the last 20 years or something because his little brother is so streetwise and yet he's like, like you say, about 10 or something. Yeah, it's bizarre. I think I think what's good is, though, what's funny is he's giving Bruce Leroy woman chat like earlier in the film he's giving him like advice what to do and all this and i'm like for you a kid why is this grown man hanging around with a little kid i mean i will one thing i will say glenn and i know i'm taking the piss as usual but i must say some of the martial arts stuff is good 
Because Tymac, he's a, he's a genuine, you said this to me, didn't you, before we come on, but he's a genuine champion kickboxer, was he? I think he was at the age of 18, he won some world championship, I think, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the only thing that ruins this movie, is because they had to shut a lot of his uh, martial arts stuff and not use it. It ruins him as a character, because I think the series side and what he was, he's about would have been better, because when he does fight, he's doing, he's copying that, uh, the Bruce Lee scene, isn't he, in, um, is it, Fist of Fury, where he's uh, in in the dojo and he's he's doing mm. the all the kicks, the wheel kicks, the, the roundhouse kicks, and that, and he just looks like yeah, Bruce Lee yeah. at that point. So his martial arts stuff is class. It is really really good, and even to this day, he still does a lot of uh, martial arts stuff. Yeah, he's he's definitely you can tell he's he's a proper martial artist, can't you? It's not like. Um, fucking samurai cop last week and you know i'd even go as far as to say chuck norris when we were watching missing missing in action too i know he was a kickboxer and everything but he just doesn't have that style that looks cinematic whereas this guy Tymac, he, he does look you know good on screen doesn't he when he's throwing those yeah, kicks he around he does i think i think show enough though he had to get taught how to do martial arts stuff didn't he by the uh, fight choreographer he doesn't look that bad to be fair he's got a lot of athleticism about him and i think mm. they use they use the cameras really well with him however it's just that stupid i've got constipation face he has through the whole movie that gets me it's so fucking hilarious he's, he's just he makes me laugh when they offer him all the money and he's like just bring him to where I want and all this and it's like okay mate yeah he's, he's proper um, aggressive and, and I always think I don't know about you guys like I, I give it, I'll send this one to you Glenn, but I don't know what you think but when I'm watching these movies I know it's set in some like alternate world but I always think imagine being in New York in the 80s and this guy had this harem of people following him dressed like that in real life he'd get fucking levered wouldn't he someone would just shoot him or something it's just I know it's for a film but I always think his group of people are like in the mid to late 30s they're not young kids they're all like grown adults I always I always think of beyond it thinking in real life people be like this guy's a nut job you know <laughs> it's just bizarre Characters like that are depicted in a lot of 80s films, aren't they? So I yeah. think, I don't know whether they're trying to convince you that that's the way people dressed in the 80s, but <laughs> it does pop up in a lot of films. It's a good point, that actually, Glenn. It really is, because I think you're right. That that whole, like you said, you quote Eddie Murphy before, Delirious and stuff. Them sort of outfits and that were in a lot of movies, weren't they? And like, you know, I remember Beverly Hills Cop, the walking down Hollywood uh, Boulevard. He's driving down Hollywood Boulevard there. And, um, you see someone dressed as like in Eddie Murphy's leather gear that he wore in Delirious, and, and they, they pick people as dressing like that, but nobody dressed like that then, did they? You might have done in movies and stuff, but yeah, I just find it really, really surreal watching it. And I think, like with Bruce Leroy himself, what, what's weird is when he gets the kick in and he goes on this journey, his, his mentor doesn't give a shit about him. He's like, oh, I'm going all this to Miami to see me mummy. He's just like, he, he give him a load of duff information and he's talking about the light. And, and what I found weird is as a gamer, they were talking about the final level. You need to go into the final level. And I'm thinking, this is like Yeehaw Kung Fu or something from the 80s. It's like some karate game, the way talk, they talk about it. It's very bizarre. And I must admit, I know we're not at that point yet, but the end bit, you'd mentioned to me, Glenn, before we started, the special effects are fucking fantastic. Halt the sleigh levels. Oh my god, terrible! <laughs> <laughs> I think the you know I kept when they kept going on about the glow. All I could think was coming to America and soul glow. Soul glow, yeah. Do you remember that with the hair that, and everything? That's exactly what I thought when I saw soul glow from coming to America. <laughs> And it had the little music as well, didn't it? Now you oh, got the glow, or whatever the fuck it was. I, I tell you what, I tell you what was fat, quite, quite. Um, Dave, you know that too well. I used to love that McDowell's. They're making a second one, aren't they? They've actually filmed it, Eddie Murphy, and I'll see you Hall. They've actually. Uh, Are they? Yeah, yeah. I think Wesley Snipes is in it and everything. Um, nice. There's yeah, a bit there, though, in the movie, which is pretty racist, where. They, um, Bruce Leroy goes with the pizza, doesn't he, to that Asian like factory sort of thing, and it's supposed to be where the, where the boss is or the leader, and it, all it is is a, a fortune cookie place. But when he gives them the pizza, and the Asian guys are talking to him, and they're like, "You're the guy who come earlier," and they take like his hat and he goes, and he just says, "No, no, we all look alike." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like this is proper uh, naughty '80s stuff." That's you know what I mean. It was proper. Um, I don't know if it was like a. 
a piss take or what, but I was quite uncomfortable seeing that. And again, seeing like the stereotypical sort of um, racial stuff, the overtones of it, it's pretty bad really in certain parts of the movie. Yeah, I mean, we sort of come to expect it from the 80s stuff now, yeah. don't we? But yeah. fucking hell, what about the dancing though, Chris, with those three Asian guys? Oh my you know, when God. they were doing their little dancing routine, I was yeah. like, again, I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, what do you think of that, Glenn? <laughs> what, what, watching, watching through these 80s movies, because of you guys mainly, it's just like, there was obviously no rules to movies in the 80s and whatever you made <laughs> become a success because they're just so shocking, honestly. <laughs> No, it's, not, it's, it's just horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And I think, I think as well, you're right, Glenn, because we've gone back on this. We didn't know when we started the podcast how far back we're going to go. We just certainly didn't know we were going to be doing martial arts stuff and that. The idea was to do cult classics, and then as, as you know, me and Dave just trying to outdo each other. But this is this is a this is a great movie to watch for so on so many levels. I still don't know coming off the back of it what it's supposed to be about because. Everything points towards, you know, the marketing, like even the trailers, everything. That it's a pure American ninja, you know, Van Damme, Bruce Lee, no shit, no surrender type movie, a love story, protects the girl. But when you watch it, like we said before, I know we said at the top of the show, it's like an infomercial. There's just, just, there's literally two or three minutes of musical numbers, not just a bit of singing, full on dancing and choreography. And we, when we watched um, Samurai Cop Glenn last week, is that's got that's like a snuff film it's like some soft core porn there's more um sex in that than there is martial arts and that's like they say it mirrors this movie but in a slightly different way but i mean what did you think of all the dancing and the singing because it took me away from any sort of story that was being told i, I, I didn't see i didn't see the point of it and i think i thought maybe that it had something to do with maybe mtv had something to do with the production of it or something i, I did i can't remember whether i looked at the end but it was unnecessary. It just didn't make any sense. But it's it's like Top Gun. Top Gun's renowned as a as a flying film. But when you actually watch it, there's there's hardly any flying in it. It's all Tom Cruise trying to sleep with such and such, and then the <laughs> the, the, the uh, bromance where they're playing volleyball as though there's not much flying in it. <laughs> I don't know. The, wasn't there about like ten minutes at the start, just stock footage of planes yeah. flying around, but you got no concept of who's who or anything i mean in this one you've got like i don't know about three minutes it feels like of rhythm of the night you know it's uh, all the dance choreography and everything it's like what the fuck it's just supposed to be a martial arts movie and, and like you say it makes sense what you're saying chris if they've cut out a load of martial arts in this movie that is called the last dragon and it's supposed to be about <laughs> martial arts in favor of promoting the music i guess so that's I guess what that's probably what it is, isn't it? I mean, uh, Karate Kid was out the year before, so it came out '84. So you know, everyone was nuts. Obviously, the the your proper Bruce Lee movies and everything were in the '70s. So I guess they're just trying to capitalize on that wave to promote music. I agree. It, it, it's it's interesting, and I think as well is it goes back to the point as you just said, and, and that you'd said, Glenn, about the money and, and stuff like that. Is they've had to use the set that they've paid for, so all the budget's got on this music set, so they've had to change the movie into a hybrid sort of um, dance thing, and that's what we've got. So that's probably why you've got all this musical interlude. Like we need two or three minutes, put something together. We get the guy who thinks he's Michael Jackson, like you just said, Dave, doing the forever sort of song. And it's like, there's no reason for us to see three minutes of that, that, that thing. And I just think they're just filling it out to make the movie last, like, was it 107 minutes the movie runs for? But I will say... It made 33 million in, in the, at the box office off a 10 million budget. I mean, how I do not know but Glenn you said to me before we started this it is an absolute cult classic and it is and there's so many pop culture references that um, there's a UFC fighter Alex Tessera and he's been fighting for 10 years now and he comes in in the full yellow Bruce Lee outfit and his nickname is Bruce Leroy and that's what they call him in the UFC and they go <laughs> Alex Bruce Leroy Tessera that's his name you know and it's like how you know, like he, he, he plays the big afro and everything, and he does all the moves and everything. So I know there's been music videos, there's been other things. He's a proper pop culture icon. I suppose it's like a samurai cop, Dave. Just if you get it, you get it. 
I just think in the eighties, when you look back, people would just watch anything because <laughs> I what I, I rewatched No Retreat, No Surrender because you guys were talking about it. And when I was a kid, I I didn't know Bruce Lee was dead like at the time, and yeah. I thought that ghost was Bruce Lee. But when I actually watched it, it doesn't even resemble Bruce Lee. It's not even like <laughs> it doesn't even look remotely like him. No, but it's the thing again, no good, isn't it? Like, when you watch the 80s, like, martial arts stuff, or the 70s stuff even, every Asian person is a black belt in karate, and it's so, it's just not right. I mean, Mr. Miyagi, Pat Murat, he couldn't even do martial arts, but they cast him because in that movie, didn't he come straight from Happy Days and stuff? So it's 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 so generic the way they did, but I agree, it, it it's ridiculous. You just got any random guy with sort of haircut closely looking like Bruce Lee, and it's the legend of Bruce Lee. And this does mirror no shit, no surrender slightly because if he's at, he, he, I was expecting Bruce Lee to come in at some point, like a ghost, like no retreat. There's a little bit where he's, he's asking for some help off Master Lee or something. And I'm thinking, oh no, they're not going to no retreat, no surrender it, are they? What, what was the deal with, is, is it Johnny? One, one of his kind of um, students Johnny who had you, like the yeah. black hair. Johnny Yu, yeah. yeah. And he says at one point, to the uh, Latoya type woman, he says, yeah. "Oh, you know, would you like a little Asian or something like that?" But he wasn't. He was clearly a Caucasian bloke, and I wasn't sure was he. Was it like, oh, he's close enough? He kind of looks a bit Asian. Was was he? I I, I couldn't work it out because he was shit at karate and kung fu and everything, but he had all the Bruce Lee kind of, you know, the, you know, he had all the voices and everything, but he was just shit at kung fu. But then later on in the big sort of fight, you could see that he could actually handle himself as well because he got in a few kicks and you're like, all oh, right, he's just playing at being shit. I, I couldn't work it out, honestly. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah, because he, he's not oriental in any way and he's definitely... He's definitely not the right person to be saying, do you want a bit of Asian? So I, I don't know what the casting's <laughs> all about, to be honest. It's brilliant, this though. Honestly, Glenn, you've proper done us with this. It's absolutely amazing. Because I, th- I think what's interesting is when you watch these movies i go on and i know you've you've dropped some of the things in there glenn and you have dave i go on just a google rabbit hole after it thinking what have i just watched i've got to find out where the actors and actresses are now and how this movie came about and it's it's unbelievable i mean new york looks great in it the setting's fantastic but the fact that bruce leroy is just completely looks you know the way he's dressed and everything i don't buy any of that at all however I do think as it comes towards the end and we get a bit of fighting and that, you know, it, we have this big showdown and, and he goes after Dunny, um, fucking midget man. And you know, what's he called? Uh, the producer, Eddie, Eddie Arcadian, Arcadian, he goes after mogul. Him. Yeah. And he, he's got, um, he's got Laura and a hostage and the little guy who said he was his girlfriend. Now I will say I have never seen a movie where someone's tied up, bound and gagged, and the way to get out of that rope and bound and gag is to body pop your way out of it. That is sensational. That was one of the best bits, to be fair. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> doing this, and he's doing all this, like, doing the hands, and he got out of this fucking rope and everything. It was brilliant. Yeah, i tell you what, though, the young Asian kid, he was about 10, he could fight. He was good him, you know? Yeah. No, he was good when he, again, you could tell they, they've sort of got him from a local dojo or something, and he really had the moves as well, didn't he? And uh, I guess it does all build up a bit. I mean, it, again, in terms of, the, like I said, I didn't know it was a comedy before I started watching it, and I don't, I don't think it was that obvious. It was more just silly, a lot of it, because ultimately, you know, this Eddie Arcadian, he's trying to kidnap Laura so that he can put his girlfriend's music videos Play it, play it in the club. Not, not even on MTV. She's not a VJ or anything. It's just like she needs to play it in their club, and it's like, yeah, it's not really, not really that believable. But I mean, you do get to see some good action at the end, don't you? With uh, the Shogun of Harlem, Shonuf, and uh, and Bruce Leroy, and, and I think that is good. But when you can see that uh, Shonuf has actually mastered the glow, that's when you're like. Oh, fucking hell, that looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just as a side note as well, that young kid, he's called Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, but as a kid, I probably wanted to train, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the, the young kid as well, sorry to go across you there, Glenn, he's, he's actually Donatello Dave out of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies one and two. He was in um, Surfing Indiana Jones. He's been in Avatar. Alice in Wonder. He's done all sorts of... Uh, he's a proper martial artist. So uh, yeah. he's 48 now, though. So that shows how old we all are because he was, yeah. he was a young kid when this was out. But yeah, Red Son, he was in, Dave. All sorts oh, of stuff. Yeah, Donatello, that was pretty good. But he's done a lot of stuff with um, the that rundown must, with The Rock as well. Rush Hour 2. That must be the more recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because he's still... I mean, the other one was about, what, 1990? No, no. He's not going to have grown Dave. about... That's him. Because don't forget, they're only smaller turtles. So yeah, the turtles later, were only small. They're only small. Well, oh, it's definitely him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all yeah. right, okay. Yeah, they were only like five foot, weren't they, Glenn? When you watched that movie, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was yeah. my first ever. The soundtrack to the original Turtles film was my first ever. First ever nice. musical purchase, the soundtrack to the Turtles movie. How was it? <laughs> nice. I said, I, you know what, Glenn? I said to Dave on one of the episodes, I had that on a, um, a dodgy pirated copy. I was so wanted to watch it because I loved the cartoon as a kid. And, and I remember watching it thinking, this is amazing. And when you watch it now, it's like, no, this is terrible. But it was brilliant when I was a kid. Probably, we'd probably have to review that, Dave, at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, um, what was it? Vanilla Ice was in that one, wasn't he? Oh, my God. I don't know if he was in the second one. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. I the Ninja did... Rap. Go Ninja, yeah. Go Ninja, Go. I think it was the second one, The Secret of the Universe. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, terrible, absolutely terrible. So, guys, shall we go into our review? Let's go. So, Glenn... You are our guest, mate. Really, really appreciate you coming on today. It's been a good show and a good laugh going through this one. Do you want us to run through the scores as usual, or are you happy to give a, re- a bit of a review and a score? Yeah, just, just remind me. I, I know the top one, and I'm not going to put in either of those. So just remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if it's the best thing you've ever seen, which I'd be amazed if anyone puts it, is Cloud City. If it's just below, we send it to Pleasantville. If it's in the middle, we send it to Hill Valley. If it's still, if it's, it's not as good as Hill Valley, it's sort of going on the crappier side of things. We send it to, and I don't know, Dave. Again, Elm Street. Elm Street. <laughs> and then it's the worst thing you've ever seen. It's Dan Twin. I always get confused with the, the comics emotion every time we do this. Yeah, yeah. So, Glenn, where are you going to put it, mate? What did you think of the movie? Right. See, now, from the first time I ever listened to one of your episodes, it, it upset me that Hill Valley is the middle of the road because Back to the Future is the greatest movie ever. But, uh, that is where I'm putting it, Hill Valley, because it, it's it's worth a rewatch. I think it's funny to rewatch it, and I, I, it's obviously not the greatest thing ever made, but I'd, I'd certainly put it in the middle for me. I think. Yeah, you know what though, Glenn? That's a very good point because I love Back to the Future as well. So we, we did we had this, didn't we, Dave? When we were trying to work out a scoring system, we yeah, it was more that Hill Valley was like the nexus. It, it was like the center of everything. So yes. it's nothing against Back to the Future. Yeah. I still love that trilogy, but it was because uh, it changed, didn't it? That it was Hill Valley, and then the name changed, and just yeah. everything seemed to pivot around, yeah, around yeah. that uh, car park. So what about yourself, Dave? So I just honestly, <laughs> right. So in terms of just competency, uh, this is miles above what we watched last week with Samurai Cop. This looks like a real movie. You know, you can see how it's shot and everything. It, 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 the people who made it were competent. But I just don't think conceptually they could figure out what it was. I went into it thinking that it was going to be a martial arts movie. And that's not what I got. I got some of like a, a kind of musical or not even a musical, but like some kind of MTV type production. And then other bits of it was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just very kiddish ridiculousness. And so later I read up that it was comedy, but it just didn't really resonate with me at all. It's not terrible. And then when we do actually see Tymac actually put in some moves, then, then he is a very competent martial artist said it before i'll say it again far better than chuck norris to be honest i'd much sooner see him again you know uh throwing some moves than old chuck there so i i don't think it's the worst thing i've ever seen i don't think i'll be in a rush to see this one again so for me it's going to be in elm street and what about yourself chris 
Well, I've got to give Glenn full props for this one, Dave, because I didn't do my usual where I had to watch it. I had to watch it in two shifts, not because I, I was like, oh my God, I've got to tee myself up. I genuinely enjoyed watching it. It's an absolute disgrace of a movie. We did send Glenn Samurai Cop. I sent it to Cloud City last week, didn't I? and it's amazing. It's a amazing movie, Glenn, and I want your full report, my friend. I want you to somehow watch it around, like you know, your family and work. If you get a chance, it is an absolutely. I, I've never seen anything like it. That's all I can say. It's truly amazing. Um, but yeah, this, this is just a bad movie. I think. I think. It loses its way. The musical stuff is just ridiculous. This fact that we've got three or four minutes of just proper musical grease fucking numbers going on and it doesn't tell them forward the story at all. It's just purely a filler because like we'd found out they had to cut the budget and that. So we lost a lot of time, you know, moves and, and all the stuff we should have seen with his martial arts stuff. However, the martial arts stuff at the end, the fight is really good. That Eric Ray's June, the young kid, is fantastic. Um, even the, the pretend Asian guy, he's pretty good. You know, time that's good. Show, you know, Show enough, even though he wasn't a martial artist until he did this movie, he was an actor. He's not bad at all. He holds his own. So there's some good fight scenes in it. Um, I just think the supporting cast is goddamn awful. You know, Laura Vanity is fucking atrocious. It sounds like she's dubbing over her own voice at times when she's trying to look en enthusiastic. And when um, Bruce Leroy's saying, one of my friends has never had a woman and he's trying to paint and all this, I was like, what are you even trying to say, son? You know, it was just weird. But... They did use Bruce Lee in there as well to fill stuff out as well. So full full marks of the old uh, illusion of a full-length movie. But yeah, I'm going to send it to Elm Street as well. I probably will watch this again, Glenn. I've got to give you a bit of credit. I will probably watch it because I just cannot believe what I've seen. And um, yeah, it'll definitely get played at my house again. Probably me on my own because my wife and daughter are never going to watch that fucking... The important question is, is it better or worse than Jim Carter? I think that's the important question. I think it's better. I would say it, it's a better made movie, but Jim Carter is just so ridiculous. I, it's fucking brilliant as well. You know, the, where he's doing the flips, where he's chatting to that girl and he's like That's doing amazing. a flip and then she's looking at the back of his head and then he does another flip. Just utterly ridiculous. He's Why fighting he all these it? blokes. What was that, Chris? Why would you even do that? <laughs> exactly, it just makes no sense. I thought that was how you got girls in the eighties with flips. I thought that was sort of the key to getting women back then. I, I still, I still blame eighties movies for my atrociousness with picking up the ladies. To be honest, because you fucking go back and and they all just get wet at like fucking Laura. Like basically, uh, Bruce Leroy just kicks a bit of ass, and then that's it. She's she's wet for him. It's just ridiculous yeah. <laughs> but I, I think again getting back to jim carter you had the the whole fucking pummel horse you know just in the middle of the uh of the courtyard just handy and then he just does his fucking kicks and everything uh, jim carter i'll watch again before this one to be honest i'm the other way i thought i'd probably watch this other jim carter that was fucking nonsense some of that stuff <laughs> it was just ridiculous move but i love well, chris you on. would watch samurai cop before both of them wouldn't you uh, i'd watch no retreat no sender free before all of them dave one of my favorite <laughs> martial arts movies <laughs> glenn have you seen that one no retreat no sender free i've probably seen all of them where i was a kid but i've not revisited them i don't think since oh you've got to get, I've get on the first one yeah you've got to glenn get on prime mate i want another review you've got some homework to do now no retreat no sender free and samurai cop amazing both of them. Movie to send to use as well at some point. Oh yeah, get it sent <laughs> over, mate. Get it sent over. So, so, so Glim, both of them are, are uh, basically lethal weapon ripoffs, aren't they? Both around the same time, both 1991, and just yeah. basically someone's gone lethal weapon. That's a good movie. Let's basically copy that and make a low budget version of it. Uh, and next week's show is going to be Fast and Furious. So you guys take a listen in, and here's the trailer. Go for a little ride. Go! 
this is yours. But if you win, you get her too. What the hell was that all about? A business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. <laughs> so, so Glenn, where can everyone get you on Twitter, mate? Uh, at Real Glenn Davis is my Twitter handle. I mean, I do tweet about movies as much as I can. There's also random stuff on there, but I've, I've, I've somehow got 400 followers. I don't know why, but feel free to follow me and, and listen to my ramblings or whatever. Yeah, good stuff. You have nice. you got loads of movie knowledge there. And it, obviously, if you want to contact us, guys, at VHS Strikes Back on Twitter, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com if you want to email us. And if, like Glyn, you want to support the podcast and that, get over to patreon.com forward slash VHS Strikes Back. We're still waiting for the McFly, as Glyn said. Back to the Future is the greatest movie ever. So uh, when someone does that, then we're off to Vegas. And uh, we did misstep that, Glenn, didn't we? Because we upgraded everyone and you're actually on the McFly. So we just want <laughs> numbers to come in to send you to Vegas with us, mate. Yeah, I'm just I'm blaming lockdown for the fact that we haven't gone to Vegas yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in touch, don't worry. <laughs> right, we'll see you all next time. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. I ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in six.